Welcome to the Translating Strategy to Execution podcast. I'm Bill Lukaji, and in this podcast, we explore the topics that matter to you as an executive looking to digitize and transform your business. I'm joined today by my co-host, Jason Adcock. Hey, Jason. Hey, thanks, Noel. Most organizations struggle with the definition and execution of their transformation initiatives. In this podcast, we're bringing some new insight and commentary to some of the most critical in your industry. Together, Noel and I have spent our careers deploying technology to deliver better business performance across a variety of industries and sectors. Today, we're bringing some of this knowledge and experience for your benefit. Every episode brings a unique perspective from experts in data, new ways of working, and technology that will enable you to stay relevant, sharing their individual experience on successfully defining and executing digital strategies. And all the low earth orbiting satellites and communications has been a pretty hot topic for the last few years. But the thing I find really curious about it is the lack of effective response that telcos have had to the challenge. I think it was only last month, was it? Telstra, they've just done a strategic deal with one of the Leo providers. Okay, yeah. So we've seen new entrants come into the market. We've seen players that aren't traditionally having a right to play like SpaceX or Starlink and others, bringing communication services to market and displacing the traditional telco operators. And one of the things that reminds me of is how telcos in the past have failed to innovate in their own sector and they've allowed new entrants to come and essentially eat their lunch. And a few examples would be WhatsApp displacing SMS and MS messaging and disaggregating the the revenue sources in that market, the -the over-the-top players replacing voice services in the same way. Why has no telco invented a service equivalent to Skype? Why did it take a software company to do that? So I think there's a whole bunch of generic challenges telcos have with innovation, but I think there are some early areas of innovation that can be had for telcos, even in this competitive landscape they're finding themselves in. But on that then, James, would you say Leo provides an opportunity for telcos to accelerate their ability to expand their connectivity offerings? We all know how challenging it can be to dig up roads, put hard infrastructure into all of these remote areas. And then there's always the investment piece that organizations will be needing to consider. You look at what Elon Musk is trying to do now with change rebranding Twitter to X-Ray. He's trying to recreate WeChat. So it seems like opportunities are still there. And I can't think of an industry that is better placed to completely overtake that and really change the narrative of who they are and what they offer. I think, Noel, the other thing just to add to that is traditionally messaging and voice services have been taken over by these non-telco players. It feels quite different to me in that the telco always seems to repeat the connectivity as part of their core business. And they try to innovate on connectivity, faster connectivity, lower latency. But this is actually a challenge to that connectivity business, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a massive challenge to that connectivity side because this is opening up accessibility in a lot more seamless way. The traditional infrastructure-led approach in terms of laying the groundwork to deliver high-speed internet is all being eradicated with something like Leo. So you've got to think about how is that potentially changing the marketplace? It's no longer, we're just a connectivity business. Yes, that's a very core element, but to make a real shift into the market, there's got to be other offerings. They seem to have, as organizations, a a barrier to innovation outside of their core domain. And I think that needs to be broken down. A number of times we've seen in our client-based telcos look at things like TV and fail miserably in that environment against the TV companies. There's not that many telcos who have successfully launched a TV offering or an over-the-top TV offering that's stuck. There's quite a lot of TV companies that have launched mm. complementary telco services and they continue to sell those, but the reverse doesn't seem to be true. 
So I'm wondering, when we think about the sources of innovation, these telcos, a couple spring to mind for me. They're things like, and, and they're maybe a little bit untraditional for their business models. It's things like the data they hold in their customer base. How can they make better use of location data? How can they make mm. better use of credit worthiness data? How can they make better use of the payment data that they have? And then how can they partner with other organizations to more heavily leverage that? But that's quite a different business, isn't it, from connectivity? Completely. And I think you nailed it on the head there for me, was in getting out of their comfort zone of something that they don't traditionally do or look at. And we've all seen the power that data can provide the insights that it can provide. I mean, it's a little bit like banking, right? Where the banks have got all of your details about your spending, what you're doing, where you're going, what you're not doing. Is There's massive privacy things to be thinking about here, but but it's the ability to use that data to give you a competitive edge, I think, is the key differentiator for a lot of organizations. One of the clients that we're working with at the moment, you know, it's exploring ways as to how they can better position their products and services. Yet they are collecting a mountainous amount of data, but it's getting through the mountain of that data to, to get to something that's quite useful. Yeah. At a minimum, I think if you look at the minimal impact of, of this technology, every market will now have a new tier two and potentially tier one player that wasn't previously there for connectivity. But tension needs to be paid and that entrant is extremely high profile. You would argue that uh, the brand recognition of SpaceX and Starlink will probably catch up to some of the better known telcos globally over time. So you won't just be able to compete on the basis of your brand because you'll have another major brand entrant into every market. And I think for me that then touches on how effective is their audience strategy? How well is that defined? How well do these organizations truly understand their audience and how well are they capitalizing on that audience? You know, I've just got one question, Noel, that I'm, I'm curious to hear your opinion on. How long do you think it'll be before we see mobile handsets that can talk to these LEO satellites? And I know we already have some of the telcos now seen early partnerships with Starlink for remote connectivity. I'm just wondering, as a gut feel, how long do you think it'll be before we can buy a service, a mobile service directly off one of the satellite operators? Yeah, it's a great question, Chase. If you look at Apple, they've already launched their mobiles that provide satellite connectivity, albeit for emergency services. So I guess we're already seeing it. It's there. But when it becomes more readily available, I can certainly see it within the next five years, if not sooner, in, in my view. And as we've traditionally seen, things that Apple tends to adopt, tends to get accepted in a more accelerated fashion. The other point is, if we look at the sort of organizations that are already potentially playing in this space, and you look at their services and offerings, They've got a very good complementary set because again, what I'm really thinking about is you think about Apple, you think about Google with Google Fi, then you look at obviously Elmox X. They see telecom as a secondary to their business, really. I'd like to I'd like to coin it as continuous connectivity. I think that's what Leo is ultimately going to provide, is that it becomes seamless continuous connectivity. All that communication part is just a is an enabler to better deliver and service the content and things that people really want to be consuming. That's who I think the telcos are really going up against next. The content owners or the key service providers, they're the ones that I think they're challenging against. I think you're right. I think the, the telcos only have a very short window to respond to this challenge now. If they're not serious about competing against these players in the horizon of two to three years, they'll find themselves very seriously disaggregated in the connectivity business the same way they were with messaging, the same way they were with voice, the same way they were with um, rich content on the internet, the same way they were with TV, 
same way the fixed operators are getting disaggregated by 5G, the 5G operators can potentially be dis- disaggregated by the satellite operators. So I think we're going to see that trend continue, and, and these folks are really going to have to compete hard. And they're going to have to innovate very quickly. They're going to find themselves out of business because, as we mentioned before, this is a new challenge. It's a challenge to the core of the telco business, not to the adjacent services and the service layer. Yeah. I mean, that level of ease of access, I think, is what it's ultimately driving towards. If we flip the switch now and just look at it from the end consumer point, isn't that what we all want? I want to be able to travel anywhere in the world and not be constantly stressing about, am I about to blow my roaming haters piece? So I think it's been a, a good discussion, but I think the summary really is the next two to five years, telcos have to respond to this challenge that, that Leo is bringing, and it's not going to be good enough to partner not going to be good enough to partner with SpaceX and assume that they're not going to reach a launch in the future. And if they haven't made significant insteps into that competitive landscape in that, that two to five year horizon, we'll see a lot of telcos losing even more revenue and been pushed even further towards commodity plays. I think the other thing is the way telcos are separating their assets today along the lines of, con- of segmented businesses, so business, consumer, wholesale, infrastructure, and so on. It'll be interesting to see how that model plays out. For example, what rate of devaluation happens or the accelerated rate of devaluation happens for mobile and fixed-line assets. Yeah. And then the last point I'll, I'll make, and then I'll throw it back over to you, Noel, is today, telcos probably feel fairly safe in that the pricing of something like Starlink is still reasonably expensive. In Australia, it's around $130 a month. But there's no reason that has to continue. There's no reason why once there's enough capacity on that network and once that that capacity is available globally and the cell sizes are much smaller from the satellite to the earth, there's no reason why that pricing can't come down and these LEO operators can compete both on the availability, the flexibility, the speed of the service, but also on the price of their service. And I think that will then trigger some really serious issues for telcos. Telcos are at a very critical point. It's at a point where they really need to look back at themselves and really be very clear on the areas of focus for them, how they want to be seen and where they want to be played. And I think having a very clear, defined approach for that and building their structure, whether that's relook at their operating model, these are all the sort of key areas that they really need to be helping to define and set out. Because as we've highlighted, this is a racing game now. Absolutely. Absolutely agree. No. So thank you, everyone, for listening to our our first episode, Translating Strategy to Execution. Uh, Noel and myself will be back to bring you new episodes, and we've got some really exciting topics coming up. The next topic will be around how you manage your portfolio of work in an agile work environment, and that applies equally to telcos and and folks in other sectors and a real challenge across the industry. Yeah, I'm really excited for the next episode, Jason. I know we've got an exciting guest joining us for that one. And after that, we'll talk about in the following episodes, great topics, things like how do you manage success between your suppliers and yourself? How do you bring platformized business models into your internal IT and a variety of other topics. And we're looking forward to seeing you in the next episode. Stay tuned. Really looking forward to it. Thanks, everyone. Take care. It's going to be great. Thanks, Noel.